You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Know Jesus at the Father's right hand is the title of this devotion. I personally believe, my dear friends, that to know Him only in His cross is not sufficient for the perfecting of His life in us. It is what is the starting place. It is the birthplace where Jesus became perfectly one with us in our weak human nature. He who was so rich in his divinity as God gave up his glory and equality with God and become perfectly one with us in our sin, in our weaknesses. As it would say in 2 Corinthians 5.18, he, or verse 20, he who knew no sin became sin for us. He took upon himself, he embodied within him our sin as he bore the God's wrath against sin upon himself. It is one of the greatest powers that creation has ever known that Jesus was able to bear all the wrath of God against all man's sin within six hours and satisfy it to the degree that he took it away as he completely fulfilled the demands of the law that says that the soul that sinned must die. Within six hours, he was crucified at nine o'clock and he died at three o'clock. At 12 o'clock, it became dark. The three prayer times that God had established throughout time. And here Jesus Christ, within those six hours, completely satisfied the law and thereby fulfilled or embodied or bore within himself the wrath of God and took it away. Therefore, there is absolutely no salvation possible apart from Jesus Christ. There is no other name given unto men by which we must be saved but the name of Jesus Christ. And every knee that bows to him and tongue that confesses that Jesus is Lord brings glory to God. And this sacrifice that Christ gave by which he fully conquered sin and deprived it of power over Anyone who accepts that sacrifice, my dear friends, no matter how great the sin, Jesus paid it all. No matter how deep the stain of sin, He washes us white as snow in His precious blood. And this is what the Lord wants us to see. But this is but the beginning, friends. This is only but the beginning, and it is glorious. What God really wants to lead you to from the beginning is into His heavenly life, to know Jesus at the Father's right hand. This is what He wants. He wants you to know Jesus at the Father's right hand, where He ever lives, to make intercession for all who come to God through Him.
to save to the uttermost. Oh, hallelujah, what a wonderful Savior we have in Jesus. Amen. And here it says in Hebrews chapter 1, I'll start at verse 1. Hebrews 1, 1. In many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of the truth, and in different ways God spoke of all to our fathers in and by the prophets. But in the last of these days, he has spoken to us in the person of his son, whom he appointed heir and lawful owner of all things also by and through whom he created all the worlds and the riches of space and the ages of time. He made, produced, built, operated and arranged them all in order. He, Jesus, is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being, the outrain, the radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by the might of his word. When he, by offering himself, accomplished our cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt, set down at the right hand of the divine majesty on high. Oh, after he established the cleansing of our sins in his own blood and fully cleared our record, he sat down at the right hand of God. Oh, by that one sacrifice, he forever completely cleanses and perfects all those whom he consecrates and has made holy. Oh, I just love these thoughts. That was Hebrews 10, verse 14. Dear friends, when we begin to know Jesus at the Father's right hand, He begins to manifest in us that heavenly life He has in and with the Father. And thereby we are being made by His indwelling presence, by His Holy Spirit, to temple of the living God. What is real and eternal, but invisible to us down here in heaven, again, what is invisible to us down here, that is real and eternal in heaven, becomes visible in us as we become the temple of that heavenly, holy life. It becomes glorious in here, what is up there? Oh, that is a marvel when you begin to realize that the Heavenly Father wants you to know Jesus at His right hand. Listen to what Peter preaches on the day of Pentecost, starting at verse 13 of Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, starting at verse... um, Let's start at verse 22. 22. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourself also know. Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death whom God raised up, 
having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoices and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life, and you will make me full of joy in your presence. Now, men and brethren, Let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and that his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. And he, David, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor that his fleshy corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all is the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. <clears throat> now, my dear friends, that sermon preached by that simple fisherman is so profound, the utterance of God's Holy Spirit. And that shows you that any of us, no matter how educated or uneducated we might be, can be the witnesses of the life of the Son of God at the right hand, because now out of that glorified life, we are given the Holy Spirit to be able to share that life He has there in heaven with the Father. You see, Jesus talked about this all the time to his disciples, but they could not understand it yet. He says here in John chapter 16, verse 12, Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will take, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you the things to come. He will glorify me, the Holy Spirit, for he will take of what's mine and declare it to you. All things the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare to you. Declare means unveil, reveal in you what I have. What I have, he, the Holy Spirit, will give to you. You see, dear friends, this is the utter wonder of Christianity. I I mean, I just find it overwhelming. Look what he also says here in chapter 14, verse 16, okay, Uh, of John. Jesus says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, 
because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and he will be in you after the day of Pentecost. From the day of Pentecost on, the Holy Spirit came to dwell in us because the blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat of heaven by which the new life-giving way was inaugurated and that the way he had made now came into us so that we could draw near to the Father as he is. He said, a little while longer, verse 19 of John 14, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you also will live. And at that day, again, you will see me because I live, you will live also. At that day, when you begin to live with my life, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. You will know. You get this inward knowing. This inward knowing. You know, I have this little verse ready here. It is from the Passion Translation. Philippians 3, verse 7. I'll start reading. Listen to this. Yet all of the accomplishments that I want to credit for, I have now forsaken them. And I regard them all as nothing compared to the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. To truly know him meant I had to let go of everything from my past. And I had to throw all my boasting on the garbage heap. It all like a pile of manure to me now. You see that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embracing him as my Lord in all of his greatness. My passion is to be consumed with him and not cling to my own righteousness based on me keeping the laws of Moses. No, my righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. And you know, friends, I find the knowledge of Jesus at the Father's right hand, the crowning glory of all his labor. He so gave himself for us by becoming one of us, by becoming man. And in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to that which was written about him. And he became obedient not only in fulfilling that which was spoken about him, but the nature that he unveiled in fulfilling what was written was the Father's love for him as his son. And in the sweetness of his love for the Father and the Father's love for him, he offered himself for us and took his humility to the Father to the absolute perfection of complete death. That there was nothing of him so that could be all of God. And now he is God at the Father's right hand. And all that he says and does, he shows himself to be God. That is the perfection of this heavenly life that the Heavenly Father so longs to show you and me. You see, the natural nature cannot comprehend these things. It can't understand it. Why? Because the natural nature lives separated from God. So it sees God here and you here. So 
to be God that, that we don't understand what that means. But you see through Christ, as Romans 5 says, we now have the reconciliation. We have the reconciliation. Christ is the reconciliation that dwells in us, that heavenly life of perfect oneness with the Father where He is God. You see, that is the wonder of the Heavenly Father's love that He is not satisfied unless you and I are perfectly one with Him. That in all we are, say and do, He is revealed in us. Oh, how the Father loves that. How He loves you to bear His love, His goodness, His kindness, His nature, His character, and all that you are, say and do. How can I have such a thing? Through Jesus, through His heavenly life, He brings it into you by the Holy Spirit. And you are transformed from one degree of His glory to another degree of His glory by His Spirit, as it says in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18. Oh, my dear friends, I so long for us to all be joined with Him and that He, from one degree of His glory to another, keeps unveiling all of Himself in all of us so that we may be we all may be filled with all of Him and may come into full spiritual stature that we may personally, practically, experientially have the knowledge of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in us. You'll read this in Colossians 2 verse 10. Oh, what glory, what glory, what glory to know Jesus at the Father's right hand. Amen. Have a good day.